Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's J-M-I-E, your 47th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And on today's episode, we are going to be wiping that smirk off your face. This time, we're going to be talking about the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018, the people that are going in, some of their accolades, and we're going to be talking about some of the rumored people that are going to be entering the class this year um i actually believe that this is one of the better classes this year than they had in the wild there's a few that's kind of confusing for the most part it's everybody is well deserving so let's jump right in let's get the theme song going and let's wipe the smark off your face What's up, brother? That's right, it's me, the Hulkster, and I'm here to tell you... Okay, I'm doing a bad Hulk Hogan impression. I'm sorry, people. Anyway, we're going to jump right into talking about the people from the 2018 WWE Hall of Fame class. The WWE Hall of Fame has been around for almost two decades now. It's maybe going on about three. It's been going on for a long, long time now. The very first inductee was Andre the Giant. And now we're going into the 2018 class. There isn't a physical building yet for the WWE Hall of Fame, but this is considered a prestigious honor to bestow upon people uh, and legends and celebrity wings and whoever they enter. And it seems like the past few years, there's been a lot of times when it's you'll have like one or two that's deserving and a lot of filler. This year, the induction class does seem... Like it's it's one of the be- better classes in a in a good long while. Everybody in it is mostly deserving. There's a few that aren't, and we're gonna be talking about a rumored one that that really shouldn't be, and one that is going in that was a good guy probably isn't qualified for this right now. However, I'm not here to hate on anybody because they're all legends in my eyes. So let's jump right into it. And let's talk about that one that that has been definitely confirmed. It really, to me, kind of confuses me. And I don't understand why he's going in. And that's Hillbilly Jim. Hillbilly Jim was always a fan favorite. Hillbilly Jim was a guy who kayfabe, which if you, again, if you don't know professional wrestling, kayfabe is when it's it's not real. And, but they act like it is. He was brought out of the crowd by Hulk Hogan and trained by Hulk Hogan to perform in matches. Again, he never won a championship in the WWE. Uh, Hillbilly Jim, again, fan favorite, and people love the guy. All the wrestlers that know him talk about him, say he's a great guy, he's a nice guy. And if you watch the WWE Network on the one and only apparent season of legends house he was he seemed like a genuinely you know good guy but as far as his accolade goes he's never really won a championship he's managed some wrestlers like the godwins and stuff like that he's done really nothing else and that's i don't mean to slight him i don't mean to sound bad against him but it's it's just it's true 
So there's really not much else I can say. Moving on next, we have the female inductee. Every year it seems like they, they induct a female into the WWE Hall of Fame. It's become a, an annual thing to have a woman. Well, the woman they did this year is, is really deserving. She really is, and that is Ivory. Um, Ivory is a three-time WWF Women's Champion. She held the Glow Championship one time, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which when you look at the aspect of it was ahead of its time at that. If you've watched the Netflix series Glow, which chronicles this, then you see what all they went through. And the majority of them had never seen wrestling before, never wrestled before. And a lot of them didn't actually go on to do anything afterwards. Ivory was a legitimate wrestler who learned how to do it and she was one of the key components in the WWE of the original women's revolution you know I know a lot of people look at what's going on now and see how wrestling has come a long way from the quote-unquote divas that was gone for years in the WWE where it's just like they wanted a supermodel and a bikini model they didn't care that much about athleticism but you had Ivory going around at the time when you had Ivory and Molly Holly and Jacqueline and Lita Trish you had these legitimate females who could wrestle. And coming from GLOW, GLOW was the first time that a organization proved that women can be a draw for wrestling. Women can carry a wrestling event. And it, while it was over the top and it was cheesy, GLOW actually showed that women, when it comes to professional wrestling, can actually carry a show. That's pretty much all I can say. I mean, she's held a few other championships outside of that. She's a powerful women's wrestling two-time champion. She's a Supergirls champion. She's a women's superstar, uncensored, Hall of Fame inductee, you know, nothing major. When it comes to women's wrestling, there isn't really a lot of big name, big name promotions outside of WWF anymore. You have TNA and even Ring of Honor starting to get in it. But other than that, you know, back in the day, there really wasn't anything going for women's wrestling outside of the WWF besides New Japan Pro Wrestling. And even then, it was mostly women wrestling men. So, we'll just move on from that. Uh, Ivory's going in, and again, she is a very deserving woman to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, next up is T. That's right, Jeff Jarrett. When Jeff Jarrett got announced as going into the Hall of Fame, there is a lot of people who hated on this idea. Like, they said that he didn't deserve it, that he wasn't this or he wasn't that. And I understand Jeff Jarrett might not have always been the biggest draw. And Jeff Jarrett might not have been the, the best, you know, heel or face you could have had in professional wrestling. That's that's 100% true. But when you look at his accolades, Jeff Jarrett going in the Hall of Fame is 100% a good thing. Jeff Jarrett deserves to be there. I mean, he is a former AAA uh, mega champion, which is one of the biggest and oldest promotions in Mexico. He is a he is a six-time uh, NWA slash TNA World Heavyweight Champion. He's a one-time TNA King of the Mountain Champion, which yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know the King of the Mountain belt was kind of just a throw-together belt. But he's a he's a USWA Heavyweight Champion. He's a nine-time USWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. He's a three-time USWA Unified World Heavyweight Champion. He's a fourteen-time USWA World Tag Team Champion. I mean, you can go on from that. He's a four-time WCW heavyweight champion. He's a three-time WCW United States heavyweight champion. He held the NWA North American Championship in the WWE. He was a six-time Intercontinental champion. He's a former European champion, a former tag team champion. Long story short, Jeff Jarrett deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I know a lot of the USWA stuff, people say that his father gave him the belt because 
his father ran the promotion. That might be true, but Jeff Jarrett still could hold his own. He could always cut a good promo, and he could always go in the ring. I mean, he learned from some of the best here in Memphis. He learned from, you know, Jerry the Jerry Lawlers and the Bill Dundees, and he was with Billy Travis and Jackie Fargo's, and he learned as he went along from the Kurt Hennings and people in the WWE and the WCW. He learned this trade, and then when WCW folds, he doesn't go back to WWF. He starts TNA. TNA becomes the number two wrestling company in the world. Yes, I understand Impact Wrestling as it is now is kind of, it's fallen off from what it once was, but Jeff Jarrett and his father made that again, made a the second biggest promotion in the country at the time. Jeff Jarrett's always been able to go, and he's the first third generation professional wrestler that WWF ever had. They didn't say that much, but his grandmother promoted wrestling, his father owned and promoted wrestling. He's a third generation star. He was born in the business. He went from a referee all the way up to being world champion. So anybody who wants to say that Jeff Jarrett doesn't deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame, you honestly do not know Jeff Jarrett. You don't know his accolades. You're just looking at his career in the WWF, and you're saying that he was never WWF heavyweight champion or world champion, so he doesn't deserve to be there. And if that is your if that is your barometer for what it takes to be in the WWF Hall of Fame, there's a lot of people that don't deserve to be in there, and a lot of people that are in there that should have never been in there. Being the WWF champion does not make you a Hall of Famer. It's your contribution to the pro wrestling community in general. And Jeff Jarrett has done a lot for it. Whether he's face, whether he's heel, he always put himself into the character and he always tried his best to get himself over and to do what was good for the business. I'm a little biased because I grew up watching Jeff Jarrett and, you know, Jeff Jarrett's from where I'm from. So, you know, I always want to see a hometown boy succeed. It, it, again, if you don't think Jeff Jarrett deserves it, well, then you don't know Jeff Jarrett. You don't know T. Moving on, we have the most decorated tag team in professional wrestling history. In my opinion, this tag team is the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history. I mean, there's no other way around it. I know a lot of people talk about the Legion of Doom. They talk about the Steiners. They they talk about the Hart Foundation. They talk about the Outsiders. They talk about Harlem Heat. They talk about the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express and all these other teams. And they talk about some of the greatest tag teams of all time. This team is far exceeds every one of them. That is Bubba Ray and Devon, the Dudley Boys. This team was put together originally, and they weren't even going to be a team. They were put together to have, actually, Bubba Ray feud with Devon, and Bubba Ray was going to be the face, Devon was going to be the heel. And they ended up putting them together. It just worked. These two have incredible chemistry. They are the most decorated tag team in professional wrestling. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about that. The Dudley Boys have done everything you can do in tag team wrestling. Literally, they have won every major title in tag team wrestling history since they've been together. Okay, they did not win the AWA championship. They were not together during the AWA. I mean, just listen to some of this. They are a two-time IWGP tag team champion. They are a two-time TNA tag team champion. They are a former WWE tag team champion. They are a eight-time WWF world tag team champion. They are a WCW tag team champion. They are a eight-time 
ECW Tag Team Champion. So in other words, what I'm saying is this is the only team that has ever held the WCW, WWF, slash WWE, TNA, IWGP, and ECW World Tag Team Championships. How can you argue that there's any team better when they're the only team to do that? And they've held these titles multiple times. Their run as heels in ECW is some of the greatest heel work you will ever see. They have the ability to get under people's skin like nobody else. Now, Bubba Ray is probably the better one at it. But if you go back on the WWE Network and look at their time in ECW and watch their heel run and watch the hatred that they got to the point to where it was like it, like back in the day to where when they left the arena, they would have to fight their way out of the arena. People were threatening them. People were slashing their tires breaking their windows out of their cars. It's insane the kind of heat that these two men drew. And they worked so well as a team. They clicked. They had great chemistry on the mic, off the mic. When they're in the ring, they were fluid. They worked precisely together. Again, my opinion, this is the greatest tag team in professional wrestling history. And there is not a team more deserving to be in the WWE Hall of Fame than the Dudley Boys. I will heap praise upon Devon and Bubba Ray more than any tag team because of this. Now, when they started off, there was 30 or 40 Dudleys, whatever it was. You know, they're supposed to be half-brothers, kayfabe. And it's, again, the chemistry that they have, the love that they have, the real-life connection and friendship that they have is what's worked. Now, granted, I will say this. Bubba Ray Dudley as Bully Ray is a former two-time TNA heavyweight champion. Devon is a two-time TNA television champion. They did have small singles careers, and Bubba Ray was the better one as a singles competitor. He really was. But they were never going to... He never achieved the level of success that he did with Devon as the Dudley Boys. They just they didn't achieve that level, and that's not a bad thing. Some people are just better suited as tag teams. Um, I'm going to compare this right now, to, and they're not even comparable or anything like this, but when I say something like that, I have to have something to give you to, and that's the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, uh, Nick and Matt, are a team that's been together forever. They have said themselves they do not want to split up because they feel that they are better as a team than they would be apart. And I believe that same philosophy went with the Dudley Boys to where even though Bully Ray, Bubble Ray, whatever, could get over as a singles competitor, and I loved his run in TNA as a single competitor. Just as a team, they just, it seemed like that was their calling. And I'm so glad that they're finally getting recognized for what they've done for professional wrestling because they, right now, they're training the next wave of superstars coming in with their training school. They are still working. Uh, Bubba Ray is the commissioner, GM, whatever, of ring of honor he still works with them and helps them out congratulations to the dudleys my favorite tag team in history and again one of the best tag teams ever the most decorated tag team ever moving on now we're coming to the the star every year in the wwe hall of fame they have that one superstar who is the the focal point of the festivities, the main event, if you will. And this year is one that didn't win as many championships as some of the others, popularity-wise and getting over. He is probably one of the biggest stars 
WCW ever had. He is the biggest homegrown talent WCW ever had. And that is Bill Goldberg. That's right, Goldberg. The man who showers himself in sparks, gets led to a ring by security. I mean, what what can, really can you say? He is a former WCW heavyweight champion, which he only won one time, which I it's shocking to me. And I know Goldberg started out late as, you know, up there in age as a professional wrestler, and he was always green. He could never put on the best match. He was just, he was never a workhorse. But he got extremely over because WCW built him so well. He's a one-time champion there, and for some reason, I I always pictured him being a multiple-time champion. You know, I grew up in the era when Goldberg was Goldberg, when he was at the po- the height of his popularity. And I, and I just, I for some reason, remember him having the belt more than once, but I, I was wrong. And He's a two-time U.S. or United States heavyweight champion. He won the tag team championship with Bret Hart. He in the WWE. He was a world heavyweight champion, and he was a universal champion last year. Now the world heavyweight champion is again that was a secondary world title in WWF or WWE at the time. You know you had the WWE championship, you had the world championship. The world championship was always a secondary title, still big, and it probably had the bigger lineage because it came from the nwa heavyweight belt so that one to me while it was considered the secondary title in the company i always had the bigger lineage to me you know because you had your rick flares and your harley races and your stings and people like this and dusty rose who held this belt and the WWE championship has had bruno san martino and iron sheik has had names too but the nwa wcw slash or slash world championship has always had the the lineage that was just incredible and then last year he won the Universal Championship, and his last little run against Brock, which was a it was a great run. It was fun to watch because Goldberg again was at 50 years old. He's never been a workhorse, and when you take as long off as he did, they were able to hide his shortcoming. But that was kind of the opposite to where now the WWE Universal Champion is considered the creme de la creme in the WWE. And the, the WWE champion, which has the lineage, is a secondary title. And it that baffles me. I don't understand that at all. But I guess in Vince's mind, you know, the the, the universe is, is bigger than the world. So it's got to be bigger something. I don't know. But he held that. He had three matches. He beat Brock Lesnar twice and lost it to him at WrestleMania. It was a fun little run. And Goldberg, like I said, while he was never the, the championship maker, you know, of some of these other guys, he, he wasn't an eight-time this or a six-time this or a three-time this or a four-time. or You know, he's had technically, he's had a world championship, a heavyweight championship, and a universal championship. But it was his popularity and his ability to get over. And again, WCW wasn't known for creating stars. They were the ones that wanted to use stars that were established already. Goldberg was the first time that they built a homegrown talent and built a star. And Bill Goldberg was their answer to Stone Cold. He was the most over guy in the company. It was an amazing thing to watch. His run in WCW was fun to watch, and the streak was fun to watch. And they built him right, and it seems like that was the only person they ever gave a chance to. They had all the talent in the world, but WCW never wanted to build anybody. When they built Goldberg, I don't think they even meant to do it. I think it just happened naturally and organically. You know, once it starts building like that, you can't really deny it. Fans loving someone like that. But again, you know, great, great, great guy. And I'm not going to hate on him going into the Hall of Fame because I think he really does deserve it for what he for what he did in WCW and for being able to get over like he did. Now, he wasn't always the best to work with, apparently. he Some people said he was a little bit of a prick and he didn't want to put people over. 
Yeah, I, I kind of believe that. Like, he seems like he might have that personality. A lot of people in WWE that time did, especially the ones that were over like him. They didn't want to put anybody over. That's the reason WWE isn't around anymore. It's because they didn't know how to actually work talent in. But he is going to be the main event of the Hall of Fame ceremony. They have not announced who's inducting anybody. They always have either a manager or somebody from the who got them into the business or friends or something to induct him. They have not announced who's doing any of the, these yet. And I really wish they had because I could have been able to talk about them a little more because it usually brings in other legends theirself. But now we're going to talk about a few that are rumored that I know are probably going to happen this year. One of them is very deserving and one of them makes no sense. But which we're going to talk about the one that makes no sense and that is the Celebrity Wing which is rumored to be Kid Rock. Kid Rock has done theme songs for a few WWE pay-per-views, and he performed at a WrestleMania, and somehow now they want to induct him into the Hall of Fame and the Celebrity Wing. They are reaching here. Like, they're inducting people that have had, like, one appearance because they're a big name. I mean, and Andy Kaufman's still not in the Hall of Fame. This annoys the hell out of me. Andy Kaufman is probably the most deserving celebrity to be in the Hall of Fame. He, re- he really is, and it seems like because he didn't work for Vince, Vince doesn't want to make him, give him a part of it, you know, but he was the first time that a that a celebrity of that status, and he was a huge, huge celebrity when he went in the, when he did professional wrestling in Memphis for the USWA and did his run with Jerry Lawler. Why he's not in baffles me, and why Kid Rock's going in baffles me. You know, it, I, don't, I don't have nothing against Kid Rock, you know, he's probably going to end up being a dang senator soon, but... I don't understand why a few theme songs and a performance all of a sudden gets you into a wrestling hall of fame. Even if it is just a celebrity wing and the celebrity wing doesn't really make sense. I don't understand it, but we're moving on to the person who is rumored to go in and really deserves to go in. And that is Bam Bam Bigelow, the beast from the East. He, he won one world championship, uh, and that was the ECW world champion. He's a one-time ECW world champion. He is a AWA Southern heavyweight champion. He's a ECW world television champion. He's an NW former NWA Northeast heavyweight champion. He's a former IWGP tag team champion with Vader. You know, a former WCW hardcore champion, a two-time WCW tag team champion with DDP and Chris Canyon. He's a one-time Slammy Award winner in the WWE. He's never won, he's won, like I said, he's won the one world championship in ECW. He was one of the influential big men. He moved like a cruiserweight. You know, he's doing moonsaults. He could actually go for a man his size in the ring. He was quick. He was agile. He could work, which is very difficult to find in big men, that big men that can actually work. And he didn't mind putting people over. Bam Bam Bigelow might not have held as many championships. Bam Bam Bigelow might not have been the biggest name in professional wrestling. But his career spanned decades, and he is one of the most recognizable professional wrestlers in history. With his ball head and the flame tattoos and his flaming tights, you know, you might not know a lot about professional wrestling, but you're going to recognize Bam Bam Bigelow, even if you don't know his name. You'll recognize his picture. You'll recognize his look. I really hope he goes in, and it's it's sad that we lost Bam Bam Bigelow, 
and that he'll have to be inducted post-hominously. You know, that that sucks. Him going in is something that's very well-deserved. I, I really hope that this rumor is true. I'm pretty sure it is because they still got a few that they got announced before WrestleMania weekend. I, I really hope that this one is true because he he does deserve to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. All right, well, that's going to be it. Uh, that's all the inductees that they've got and all the rumors that they got for this year. Um, like I said, the last two are rumors. I hope at least one of them is true, and you know it's one I said if you listen to it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Nerdpool podcast. Um, I want to say it's MS Awareness Month in March. Um, my mother, as most of you know, has MS, and I am going to be doing the Walk MS Fund here in Memphis, Tennessee. It's it's just something that helps, you know, the people with multiple sclerosis. And I, I donate money to it, and I'm looking for, hopefully you can donate some to it. I'll put a link in the description for the podcast, so you can go and you can donate if you feel free to. Anything helps. It's, it's a great cause to help fight this terrible, terrible illness that affects 22 million people. So thank you again for everything you do. Thank you for listening. Um, follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. Follow me on Instagram, NerdPoolPodcast. Follow me on Twitch, Nerdpool Gaming. Go listen, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend, tell your neighbor, tell somebody you don't like, whatever. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you think. Tweet me, hashtag Nerdpool. That's going to be it. So until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya. Oh, yeah, boy, it's